We have a lot of respect for people who practice different religions, and our purpose with this podcast is to simply identify and deconstruct problematic evangelical ideologies. Oh, hi there. I'm Candice. I was just working on situating my lived experience into a salient critique of ideology. Let's see if this thing works. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It seems like it needs a little more work. But that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. But don't take my word for it. Why don't you come along for today's adventure in ideology? We are live. Okay. Welcome to Adventures in Ideology. If you're new to the show, this is a show where we listen to and discuss the radio drama Adventures in Odyssey, created by Focus on the Family. This show started airing in 1986 and is still running today. If you were raised evangelical, you're probably familiar with it, and if you were not, this will be a wild ride. Adventures in Odyssey was created with the express purpose of indoctrinating children and reinforcing Christian values and teaching inside. Oh, sorry. Sorry. And re- Christian, Christian values Christian and teaching. Christian values and teaching. I gotcha. Yep, yeah. I read it wrong. It's because I wrote it awkwardly. <laughs> no, this is not, it's fine. I just read it awkwardly. Okay. Adventures in Odyssey was created with the express purpose of indoctrinating children and reinforcing Christian values and teaching inside people's homes. <laughs> And it was and is highly effective. We listened to it and loved this show growing up, and now we are listening to it with a more discerning ear to identify and deconstruct the problematic ideas that are being seeded into children's minds. We also examine how these ideas were played out in our own lives. We're excited you're here. Hi. Um, Hi, I'm Candice. Yeah. And I'm and I'm Karis. And today we have a special guest that I'm very excited about, my good friend, Linda. Hi, guys. Uh, yeah, so I'm Linda. Um, I did grow up Christian, um, like, ever since I was little. I think I was, like, christened when I was a baby, and then, like, I formally chose chose <laughs> to be baptized when I was 11, um, which I actually remember, like, sorry, that I remember, like, in school, I went to a Catholic school, and everyone... Um, else was baptized as a baby and then like we had to bring our baptism photos so I brought a picture of myself when I was 11 and everybody was like what the hell anyways (laughs) okay I love that story so much because we have not talked about baptisms yet on this show um so I definitely think we should all share our baptism stories because that's really fun yeah yeah I love that sure um but yeah anyways so um and then I guess kind of when I got into high school and university, I started to have like, like I never really liked my dad, but like I started to have like a more of like, I realized that I could actually have my own opinions and stand up to him. Um, And I also felt like the church that I was going to was so judgmental. And I just felt a lot of uh, like spiritual anxiety because I just felt like I I could never be good enough for these people or like everything I do is a sin and I kind of was just like I'm I literally how could I live my life if I'm just afraid or scared to do everything all the time you know so that was kind of the beginning of the end for me and I I still believe in God um and I still have I still pray sometimes and I still have that sense of like 
I feel like some things in my life that happen, I'm like, okay, that it's not just me. Like, I think maybe God helped me out with that kind of thing. But like religion in itself and like the rules and like I, I despise and the hypocrisy and everything. So. Um, did you listen to Adventures in Odyssey growing up at all? Was that a thing for you? I did. Um, I'm not crazy often. Like, I think it would just be like in the car if it was if we were playing the radio, it was a Christian radio station. And I remember like it would be nighttime if we were driving in the car at nighttime, I would um, hear it. And I just, it's funny, like listening to this episode, actually, like hearing the sound of Mr. Whitaker's voice was like very like, Oh my God, that brought me back. Cause I hadn't heard his voice in so many years. So hearing his voice was very, it was a weird feeling, but yeah, I used to listen. Was there any that you remember that like, stuck out to you when you listen to them or they're just kind of a blur they're all kind of a blur yeah that's fair (laughs) um i am curious about karis what do you want to tell your baptism sure oh man what was your baptism like we were all baptized as adults because I was raised to believe that Catholics aren't real Christians. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Infant baptism. Although there are some kind of evangelical branches that are pro infant baptism. Hmm. Well, maybe not evangelical, but Non-Catholic. like Lutheran. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Protestant, um, I guess. <laughs> So I was baptized in my early 20s. Mm. Um, and it was like... Late it was a bloomer. Really big deal. I was a late bloomer. Well, because everyone <laughs> hammered into me that baptism was such a big deal. And so I wanted to wait until I'd finished doing anything wayward that I was ever going to do. <laughs> before I was <laughs> you know, because it's like a big deal. And then you're like... Basically signing your soul over all over again. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so, I would like a list of all of the like great sins you committed. Sins. Yeah, oh, yeah, what mostly were these wayward? Like, <laughs> mostly like drinking before I was old enough to drink and like fooling around with boys in cars, you know. <laughs> right. Mostly that. Okay. Um, so I was in Bible college. I was in my second year. My first year, my second year, I don't remember. But I made like a big, a whole big deal about it. I um, invited a bunch of friends and we went out to my aunt's acreage and she had like a pool set up in the backyard, like a big pool, not like a kiddie pool, but like <laughs> like a big deep pool, like six feet deep or something. And um, my dad and my oldest brother baptized me and I had like a bunch of friends. It was like a birthday party, but it was like a baptism party oh. that like I threw for myself. Wow. Because that seemed Amazing. like a good idea. <laughs> so time. I think we should all throw ourselves more parties. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it was really awkward. I remember it being really awkward at one point because I'd only invited like specific people and then someone who wasn't on the invite list found out about it and invited himself and got a ride along with someone else <laughs> and just showed up and was like, hey, I'm here for your baptism and was like so excited about it. 
uh it was a little bit it was a little bit awkward because i like had intentionally not invited him and he showed up anyway but then i also was like i mean it's sweet that he wants to be here so okay cool mine i was there right yeah did did i come or was i was i living overseas i don't remember i don't think you were living overseas you might have thought i came to it i don't remember i don't i didn't even remember like half the people that came to it what I'm pretty sure I came to it. It was, but now I can't remember. There was a lot of people there. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, like it was like. I feel like I would remember though better though, but also my memory yeah. is just very shit. So yeah, I mean, we also did a, do a lot of things at this aunt and uncle's acreage, so it's just one of the many. <laughs> so yeah, um, so that was my baptism story. Significantly awkward. You know, I love that you threw a party for yourself. That's that. <laughs> I love that for like, you. Uh, yeah, because you know, <laughs> usually you'd like do it at church with a bunch of other people, and apparently, I didn't really want to share the spotlight. <laughs> yeah, it was like you wanted to make it all about you. <laughs> yeah, go me, you uh, and Jesus. And, since, <laughs> and afterwards, I never did a wayward thing again. Wow. Except where you know, are you living right now? Living with my boyfriend <laughs> and other such things. Um, I got baptized. Yeah. I think I was. I don't even remember how old I was. I was in high school, like maybe sixteen, fifteen, sixteen, and um, I. They, it was just there was they were doing a baptism at the church, so then I just signed up to do it. But it happened to be a weekend when mom and dad weren't there. So I got baptized oh, all by no. myself. Actually, I was oh. kind of relieved because I didn't really want, oh. like, I, I didn't really want anyone to make a big deal about it. <laughs> the exact opposite <laughs> of me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just always funny. felt so embarrassed when people were, like, proud of me for doing something they wanted me to do because I would way totally. rather, like, I would rather just be like, fuck you. And, but, you know, I did it for me. Um, yeah. Or at the time, at the time, I thought I did it for me. You know, I think I thought it was like. Oh, sorry. I just had a moment of fear that we were not recording, but we are. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, I think I thought it was just time. Like, I guess it's time to do this. And I was really glad that mom and dad weren't there because I. Okay. I feel I felt like again this this idea that as the pastor's kid, right, your behavior and things are a reflection of your parents. Totally. And I and I kind of felt like if I got baptized and dad was there, then that would be like a thing for him to feel like it was his accomplishment. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. yeah, I remember so feeling bad about a lot of things that I decided to do. So, and then it's not really about me or my decision. It becomes about him. So, yeah. And what makes him look good? Yeah. Even though that would, was like far from my intention, you know? Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, what was your baptism like, Linda? Um, so I don't remember if it was like they had said the previous Sunday or whatever, like we're going to be baptizing on Bible study on Wednesday, or if we were just at Bible study and I just decided 
to do it. But anyways, yeah, I was like 11. And at this point, and I, even after that, like I was very much always scared that I wasn't going to be like that any sin that I did kind of like canceled out my Christianity. So like literally every Sunday, whenever they totally. did the like call to prayer, like give your life to Christ. Like I can't even tell you the amount of times that I've given my life to Christ. <laughs> like yeah. I did it over and over and over, especially after I felt like I bit, did a big sin. So anyways, that was my whole like trauma. So I think I was just like, oh, well maybe if I get baptized, like I won't have to do that as much or like it'll be like, it'll show God like making a big step or something. I don't know. So yeah, I went up and it was fine. Um, there was a crowd cause it was like Wednesday Bible study, but um, I think my, yeah, my dad was proud, but um, I don't, I don't remember people like people probably did come up to him, but I do remember this old lady came up to me and she started crying because she's like, oh my gosh, like you're so young and you're making this decision for yourself. Like, I'm so proud of you. And I was just like, I don't even know this lady and she's crying. Like, it was, it was interesting, but yeah. yeah. In, in a church setting, everyone feels like they have the right to speak into your life. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I have a question. Did either of you guys have to do one of those like baptism training classes or whatever the church did? Okay. Tell yeah, me. Yeah, I it. did. I don't even yeah. remember, to be honest. I, I, oh. yeah, I don't remember. Oh, okay. But I you do know, know that know. I had to do it. I think yeah. if I've just done so many of those like Sunday school type <laughs> things that, and yeah, not really retained any of it. But I did have to do that. If I had the papers, I would share them, but I'm sure I got rid of them a long time ago. <laughs> That's fair. I just assumed it was probably something like, this is what baptism means. Probably. What does it mean to you? Make sure this is how you write your testimony because you'll have oh. to share it in front of the congregation. <laughs> I don't know if I had to share my testimony. I didn't. No? I know my brother did when he got baptized, but he was baptized in like, we went to like a, not a mega church, but like it was a pretty big church, like three services over a thousand people at each service kind of church. Um, wow. And so he like was on the big screen with his testimony. It was cute. He was also like around, no, no, he was younger. He was like seven or something. Oh, that's so little. Yeah. He was so cute up there, but yeah, he's not, he's not as, as, uh, he started questioning things now which I'm kind of I don't want to encourage it because like he's not my kid but I'm just like yeah yeah you do you do want to encourage it because he's your sibling trust me yeah. from experience of encouraging my siblings <laughs> it's true and this is the reason that I'm the way that I am today yeah. I mean not entirely mm -hmm. she just no has she's just a good encourager <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. you did all the hard work <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't. Um, so this episode, anyone's initial thoughts? The episode we're talking about is called Return to the Bible Room. Um, it first aired August 27th, 1988. Sometimes we tell you it's air date and sometimes we don't because sometimes we just forget. <laughs> yeah. So We like to make you guess. <laughs> um, 
The little descriptor is Jack and Lucy use their imaginations to their fullest when Wit tells them the story of Jonah and his encounter with a big fish. Okay. My first thought was the big, like the first big fish thing. Cause like Jack was like, Oh yeah, it's like a whale. And then Whitaker was like, Oh, well people think that it's a whale, but it only actually says big fish in the Bible. So we don't know. And I'm like, so you guys can, you know, take the Bible and interpret it to what you want, but anybody else trying to interpret it for anything else is wrong. Like it didn't say whale, but people saying whale is okay. But like, just, I was just like, and then they keep going the whole episode. Big fish, big fish. And I'm like, yeah, every time. This is it's so like, stupid. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. It, it's like biblical literalism extends to the words written, even though they are an imperfect translation, um, but not to anything like conceptual. Like, you don't have no. to try and actually understand. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was Ugh. funny, too, because I'm like, how, I mean, maybe, how, how long have we called them whales? How long have we known that they're different than a fish, like a mammal, <laughs> you know? It's so arbitrary. Um, yeah, that really, <laughs> that was annoying. So... In case you haven't guessed, the episode is about Jonah. And, um, Karis, do you want to do the, the overview of it? Yeah. Sure. Okay. I I just want to um, oh, start by saying I... Oh, yep. Sorry. No, no. You can do your... Th I just wanted to say, before we start, I'm excited because this is the first time we meet Lucy. And Lucy yeah. is the character that wrote that was really torn up about having to write a paper about evolution and oh. ended up writing a paper about why she doesn't believe in evolution which was a very <laughs> influential episode for me so she as a character um she was very influential for me so mm. we finally meet her that's a good yeah that's a good good point <laughs> Um, I was just going to say, I have a lot of thoughts on this episode, partially about the gendering, <sighs> but also also partially about, I want to say conspiracy theories, but that's not quite what I mean. Mm. But like um, the way people interpret things that are happening to them. Mm. I'm looking Specifically forward to like on the boat. So anyway, I'll talk about okay. it when we get there, but yeah, should we just dive in? Okay. Let's dive in. Okay. So the exit plot isn't significant, so we're going to skip over it. So uh, the episode starts with Jack and Lucy. Chris is, is introducing the episode and she says, how are they friends? Jack is always getting Lucy into some kind of trouble. So Jack is in the Bible room and Lucy goes in to look for him. She's looking for him around with Zen and she finds him in the Bible room. And he's just looking at all of the displays that Mr. Whitaker has set up. And Lucy is panicked because they're late for the church cleanup. And Jack's like, just a few more minutes, just a few more minutes. And then Wit comes in and they're talking about different things. Yep. That's also where he calls her a nag. He's like, stop being such a nag, which just offended me so much. <laughs> Oh, man. It's that gendering thing. Like, really, women, when they're expressing concern or, you know, 
trying to trying to express something valid are just they're called negs they're labeled in this really negative way yeah and that and that is kind of the start of jack's attitude towards lucy throughout the whole episode they really didn't try to make them even look like friends like at the beginning when she was like they're friends i'm like what this is not how friends treat each other but (laughs) yeah like he's kind of just a bully and she goes along with it or like yeah i don't know (laughs) um so so their look around the room in one corner is the armor of god which wit explains to jack and then jack sees a few other things wit explains them to him then jack sees a mirror and Wit explains that it won't let you see yourself unless you say a Bible verse first. Oh my god. So Jack says John 3.16. And then Wit says Romans 8.28, which has become a very popular verse in this series already. We've talked about it a few times, which is the verse where God is works. Is that all the all things, things work together? To yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those who love him and are called according mm-hmm. to his purpose. Yeah. So um, and then the the mirror says something back to him. It's not really significant. Uh, and then they get to the big fish. Irrelevant. What's this? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't even know why they included the mirror in the first place. I so, think just to show how, like, cool, kind of to set up the bi- the atmosphere of the Bible room. Yeah. And, That's like, it. how Mr. Whitaker is, like, always creating such godly, wholesome inventions for people. I don't know. It's like a tech. I think it's more like a texture thing than anything else. Mm. Yeah. I I wonder if they um, got complaints that there weren't enough Bible verses in the stories. <laughs> and so then he's like trying to sprinkle more in. Um, so Wit explains. So they get to the big fish. Jack, uh, Jack asks, what is this? And Wit uh, uh, explains. Doesn't that he call it a whale? The story of yeah. So then Jack calls. So he explains it's the story of Jonah, and then Jack says something about it being a whale. And Wit says the Bible doesn't say that it was a whale necessarily, but a big fish. And so, and Lucy is anxious to leave, go help at the church thing, but Jack wants to hear the story, so he puts Lucy in her place. Says Jack. Uh, he says, "Sit down and be quiet, Lucy. It won't take long." Ugh. And Lucy says. Oh, all right. But I'm not going to feel good about it at the end, which I wrote in my notes. This is the start of encouraging women to not listen to their own instincts. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and then he just says, don't be so whiny. Go on, Mr. Whitaker. And then Wit tells them to close their eyes because there's so much more to the story if you use your imagination. It's almost as if you're really there. (laughs) So then he explains Jonah wasn't a regular man. He was a prophet. And he clarifies a man who was called by God to do special things. And so then I had a question, were there no female prophets in the Bible? I know there were female judges, but I thought there was also a female prophet. Yeah. Wait, Deborah was a judge, right? I think she was a judge. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to Google it. I also just searched... Just for you know, so you know, um, there is a fish that could potentially fit a man in its stomach, and that wow. is a whale shark. So, 
He could have been inside a whale shark and not a whale. But it still has the word whale. (laughs) It does, yeah. (laughs) Okay, Bible, you showed us. I think there was... I'm pretty sure there was a woman prophet. I thought there was too. Anyway, I just it just bothered me that he was like a man who was called by God to do special things. Only men are. De- yeah, oh, Deborah was. Deborah was a prophet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Deborah, Huldah, Miriam, and Anna the prophetess. Whoa. She was mentioned in the Gospel of Luke. Yeah. Oh yeah, Miriam. Okay, yeah. Um, Deborah is the one that I thought of. Yeah. So, um, oh wait, the only Never female mind. judge. Oh, so she was a prophetess and a judge. So I was right. Oh. Okay. Hey, look at you. Bible, some Bible trivia that I retained, probably because she was yeah. like one of the few women in the Bible that got to do some like got any recognition (laughs) yeah for doing something other than like worshiping at a man's feet i mean yeah um so anyway yeah oh no go ahead no i was gonna say up until i heard about deborah all the other you know you get a lot of like esther and ruth oh yeah totally yeah right Esther and Ruth and Mary. Mary, yeah. Wash Jesus' feet with your hair. Mm -hmm. Um, Go and Ruth, like, slept with the guy so that he would marry her. So wait, okay. And then Esther, she got married to the king and then was able to save the Jews because she was the king's wife and she, like saved them because she was like hey if you're gonna kill all my people you have to kill me too right yeah and he's like no why would i do that yeah 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 so it's all in how you can influence a man i mean most of us listening to the podcast know the general story of jonah so he was a man who's called by god a prophet he was nowhere near where god told him to be so he was on a ship heading the opposite direction um, and there is a storm. Wit starts talking about that. Um, and then Jack and Lucy, because of their imaginations, transition into being in the story. So this story, um, I, th- I thought it was kind of laying the groundwork for the imagination station because of the way the way it's set up and the way Mr. Whitaker is like, close your eyes and... Then as soon as they close their eyes, it's like they're transported into the story, which is exactly what the imagination totally. station does in future. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, basically, Mr. Whitaker starts telling the story and then Lucy and Jack are suddenly on this ship at sea in a storm because God has sent a storm to um, because he's mad at Jonah, basically, right? Jonah. <laughs> He's trying yeah. to get him to turn around. He's like, okay, you know what this makes me think of? Did it, did you guys see the Truman Show? No. Yes. Yeah. It's like the Truman Show. Um, at the end, he's trying to leave because he figures out 
that he can't leave that yes that everything yeah. revolves around him kind of and so he gets in a boat so basically when he was a kid they traumatized him as a child to be afraid of water oh my God. so that he would never get in a boat to leave yeah and they just have him in this like giant enclosed set so he overcomes he's that trauma of. to get on a boat and he's like trying to get out and they're in control of the water and stuff. So the guy in control, Ed Harris, just like makes the storm crazy. He's like God and Jonah, oh, wow. basically, because yeah. he's trying to get him to turn around and go back. Except in the Truman Show, he doesn't turn around. He just keeps going. He's like, fuck you, God. <laughs> and he goes to the end, <laughs> runs yeah. into the wall. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's so yeah. <laughs> So as we... So, yeah, so they are transported into the story. And as we can expect from what we know about their personality so far, Jack is having a blast. Lucy is freaking out. Um, They are found by a crew member who takes them to the captain, saying he found stowaways. And the captain, in the middle of a storm, says, what do I care? The ship's about to sink. And tells everyone to throw away the extra cargo and pray to our gods that we survive. So they go to dump the cargo and they find Jonah asleep. And captain says, captain basically tells him to get up and pray to your God to deliver us from the storm. And then wit interjects as narrator and says, they prayed to all the gods they could think of, except for the one true God, because they didn't know him yet. Because Jonah didn't go and tell them. Like he was supposed to. (laughs) Yep. Uh, And to no avail. So then the captain, obviously the next logical, the next logical thought is this is a curse of some sort. One of the gods is angry at one of us. And I just thought this was interesting because with all of the information and understanding we have now of the world, this would never be anyone's first Mm. thought. Not true. Or would No, because there's Westboro Baptist Church. True. Who blames the gays every time there's a hurricane. Right. True. Yes, correct. Uneducation Um, for you. It's not a lot of people's (laughs) first thought. (laughs) Because we understand, you know, science and how it relates to like sickness or weather changes or things like that. Mm-hmm. So it just feels like a conspiracy theory to me. Well, this whole section just felt like a conspiracy theory to me. Maybe one of the gods sent the low pressure system into, I, I mean, I don't, maybe. I don't know how weather works. I'm just, <laughs> this is what I hear on the weather, on the news. Okay. The crew member blames the children saying their bad luck and to throw them overboard and Jack jumps in and says, wait, you can't throw us overboard. That's bad luck. Crew member asks why. And Jack doesn't have an answer. So he says, uh, you tell them, Lucy. And Lucy kind of stammers for a bit and says, well, it wouldn't be nice. That's why. And Jack gets mad at Lucy, says, way to go, Lucy, as if it was her job to protect them somehow. And I was just like, fuck this- you, Jack. Oh, I like, literally have that in my notes. I was so mad. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> whiny little bitch is that that what you have i literally have lol fuck jack (laughs) (laughs) amazing he's the worst yeah um so then the captain says hold on it's my decision if someone's thrown overboard 
And then another crew member says, but I don't think we should. What if we're wrong and their god is mad at us for throwing them overboard? So you really can't do anything right, it sounds like, for these gods. Because if you try one thing, then someone else's god is going to get mad at you for something. There's no trial and so, error. Except it's, no, except it's also all trial and error. <laughs> Kill everybody and see. You can't tell which one is the one that actually worked. Uh, if you kill everybody, Literally. then then nobody's gods are left <laughs> to be mad. Yeah. Like, what are they going to so, be? Yeah. Who yeah, are they going to no, be totally. mad at? Everyone's dead. <laughs> So they decide to cast lots. Uh, and so Wit explains what that means. So they would write everyone's name on a small tablet, put the tablets in a cup, shake them up, and spill them on the floor. The first one to come out would have the name of the guilty person. And I just thought this was interesting because, like, what if there was more than one guilty person? I, I don't know ship? how that just like, worked out magically for them. God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, literally. Like, I just, I just want, like, I'm just like, what if I was another person on the ship and I also had, like, stolen something or whatever and was just like, please don't be me. Please don't be me. Like, how many other people on the ship were also mm -hmm. maybe criminals or maybe, like, not perfect? <laughs> how many people on the ship were fleeing from something? They were all, like, sitting around shifty-eyed, like, looking at each other, hoping their names didn't come out of the hat. It was like the container of fishing boats. Yeah, yeah. This is what They're I was all thinking. Criminals. Like, and he's like they, the yeah. least. He's probably like the least criminal. He just like didn't want to go talk to some people. Uh, Jonah is obviously the one whose name comes out of the hat or out of the bag, bag, whatever <laughs> cup, and um, and then the captain says, "All right, Jonah, tell us who are you and why is this happening to us." And I just like this, the whole, all of the logic behind this just like makes no sense. From beginning but, to end, the story of Jonah anyway. was always a story as a kid that I was like, what? How is this teaching us? What is this teaching us? Yeah. <laughs> well, in this episode, it's teaching obedience. Blind obedience. I think that's what I always actually, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That God always mm. knows. Well, because it brings, it comes up again, like God always sees you everywhere. Especially when you're jacking yeah, off. Like, <laughs> that was really my thought too. <laughs> he saw that, Linda. <laughs> oh, so good. That's, That's what I always think too. Like, what kind of perv is God? Like, just look the other way for a few minutes. Kind of. It yeah. reminds me of those, of those like, like um, spam emails that you get where it's like, I figured out your password and I've been recording you and I know what sites you've been on and I'm going to show every, like, it's like, is that, yeah. is that what, is that what God is? Just watching me through my computer camera? Like what? Yeah. And like bribing you. Yeah. Like, literally. Yeah. So, um, Jonah explains that he, I'm Hebrew and I fear the Lord God of Israel who made this sea and all of the lands and so a crew member says the storm is the work of the god of the jews we're doomed um i thought this was interesting because wit earlier mentions that no one had yeah. heard of him yet but no, as soon as the, he's mentioned they didn't believe in him uh. well because it said 
because they didn't know him. I yeah, guess they didn't yeah. know. So I guess it's how you they didn't have a personal like relationship yeah. with him because no one had right. explained that that was a possibility. Mm. A thing. Yeah. Right. And was that a possibility so in the then, Old Testament? I don't feel like it. I mean, Jonah I, seemed no. to. Jonah seemed to have a pretty personal yeah. relationship. Yeah, only the prophets God. did. I mean, God like spoke to him. Right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Man. Okay. <laughs> so captain asks why jonah explains that he's running away because he doesn't want to do something the captain says you can't run from the gods and um everyone is freaking out like the storm's getting worse jonah tells them to just throw him overboard the crew members are like on board with it and the captains doesn't want to because he doesn't want his death to be on his hands uh he, i don't i don't want to be responsible for it instead we should row back to the land and let him off maybe then his god will be satisfied um, it didn't work out. The storm was terrible. They couldn't get back to land. Finally, the captain agrees, like, okay, Jonah, we'll throw you over the side. May God have mercy on your soul. And then... Sorry, I was, so yeah. what if Jonah just didn't come no. forward? Like, would this god be willing to just kill everybody just because Jonah didn't feel like coming forward? Do you know what I mean? This was my question, too. I mean... That's a very, very good question because I feel like with this God, it can go either way. Mm. He'll just like fire and brimstone your whole city or he'll like save it, you know, kind of like, which <laughs> which one? <laughs> Are you feeling in yeah. a good mood today? Who knows? Yep. Uh, just Maybe really he would have rescued hours. all of them in big fishes. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, just like Sink a bunch it. of and then take like them all to their fish. Yeah, take them all to their destination, <laughs> their respective like lands. <laughs> Fastest way to travel by fish. Um, so then of course Jack is like, "Come on, let's go watch," and Lucy doesn't want to. And Jack says, "You're such a big baby. We have to go see the whale." And she, of course, says, "It's a big Ugh. fish." And this continues our what stupid uh-huh, callback, exactly. <laughs> and it, yeah. The whole episode. Yeah, I think that is a good then, description for a lot of Adventures in Odyssey episodes. It's just stupid callbacks. <laughs> they love the stupid really callbacks. Is, yeah. Um. So they toss Jonah overboard, and then the crew turns around, and the stowaways are gone. So um, then there's like a commercial break, and then the next thing we have is Lucy calling to Jack. It's so dark that she can't see. They find each other and it smells really bad. So they figure out that they're inside the fish. You almost said whale. Um, (laughs) I did. I have it in my notes. Find out they're in the belly of the whale. Um, They find, you know, they discuss how they got there because so that the listener understands that they can go wherever the storyteller wants them to go. Jonah is there too. Okay. I thought it was interesting. Um, They're in the Bible room with their eyes closed listening to the story and suddenly they're inside yeah. a fish but they don't know where they are but in their imagination like how would you get there in your imagination if you hadn't been told that you were going to be inside a big fish but you were no totally well and the fact that jack says or lucy asks where we where are we and jack says take a whiff can't you tell as if they can smell the fish yeah well their imaginations are that <laughs> good yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Very weird, right? This is probably why they come up with the imagination station because it like fixes all of these inconsistencies. Because <laughs> you're like problem. in a machine that then kind of takes you places, so it's mm. not just right. You're not just like sitting VR. with your eyes closed. So they go. They're in the fish, and then they're in. Then they're in Nineveh. Doesn't like nothing really happens. In oh the yeah, fish, yeah. Right? Nothing no. really happens. They just no. get stinky, which isn't important because then they're in Nineveh and they smell like the inside of a fish. Right. right. And they talk in the fish. They mostly talk about like disobeying God and disobeying your parents. Oh, right. Mm. Yeah. This is where they're like, Mr. Whitaker is really trying to hammer it home to Jack. I know you disobeyed oh, your yeah. parents. And this whole story is to make you feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We think we run and hide from him, but he's everywhere. Just spiritual manipulation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. When you and disobey your parents, you disobey mm-hmm. God too. Sorry. This idea that someone is everywhere and always watching you, it, like, really fucked me up as a kid and an adolescent. Seriously. And, like, because so, somehow God also knows your thoughts and, like, you know, like, what if you have invasive thoughts? Literally or what if you just have, I like, pray. regular... <laughs> you're praying and then you're just thinking about something that is very inappropriate to think about while you're praying yeah i mean it's good because god sees that Mm. god knows Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah it really fucked me up sometimes when i was okay so when i was really little um like in grade two i would try and trick god did you guys ever do this (laughs) is that just a me thing i would try and trick god i want to hear because i was like so God knows everything that's going to happen before it happens. So I would try and like psych right. him out. Like, okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna ride this. my bike to school tomorrow. And I would be like, I'm going to ride my bike to school tomorrow. And then the next, like tomorrow would come and I would like get on my bike and I would like start to ride it. And then I would like turn around and take it home. And then I would like walk to school. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite. I love oh it. my god sometimes i would do it like two or three times <laughs> so it was like what am i gonna do what am i gonna ride my bike i'm gonna walk <laughs> trick do i'm gonna walk my bike to school that's amazing yeah i i literally so did good. that <laughs> yeah um so Then, so yes, so they get transported to Nineveh, and they um, there's like are taken to the king. They're found in the palace. Yeah, there's like some dumb scene with them the where they're like going to yeah. put them in jail. Basically, the only thing I wanted to highlight is like Lucy's like we're lost. We were lost, and Jack's like you were lost, Lucy. I was looking for a place to wash this fish juice <laughs> off of me. Like just again, uh, the king's brother-in-law shows up. There's a man crying in the streets. So Jonah comes in and he keeps shouting about sins of the city and that they need to repent with sackcloth and ashes. And oh, yes. no. And then um, and the king's just like, oh, yeah, totally. Whatever you need us to do, we'll do it. I was, <laughs> that was, yes, it, I was really. like, they changed just like that. It's like, wow. <laughs> OK. Yeah. Oh, the God of the God of Israel wants yes. it. OK, we'll do whatever the God of Israel wants. We know what he does. He's a scary motherfucker that will smite you if you don't do what he wants. We saw that. We saw that with 
Sodom and Gomorrah, and we saw that with Jonah just now. Yep. <laughs> when yep. he was on a ship trying to not do what the God of Israel wanted him to do. So I think that was a smart move yep. on there on their part on their part yeah yeah i mean with all of the conspiracy theories going around about about this god uh, probably all true yeah crazy if true because yeah. like they even like the king even says like he's heard about it i don't remember what the exact line is but talking about how like people all over have heard about this god and i was like i want to know what those other people like because you know the bible is only written from this is totally like a side drag but like the bible's only written from this perspective of like the jews right but if people all over the world at that time had heard of god what did they think of him and why weren't their accounts also included in this bible that's supposed to be for everyone you know what i mean that's such a good point i was yeah i was also high when i was listening to this so that's where that thought came from very nice i should do that Uh, that's my favorite what is that word that might give me better insight we should (laughs) it was hard to it was hard to type up my notes but it was (laughs) was if there is a drug if there's a drug episode an episode about drugs then yes then we should listen to that one well that would be amazing (laughs) yeah Listen to it while we're at recording. No, 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 we can't do that. I don't think so. Uh, I'm really struggling Honestly, right now. So. If I'm being honest, um, if I'm being honest, I'll probably just fall asleep. I probably won't even make it through the episode. I'll just be like, oh, that's uh, we'll see. As we all know, God spares Nineveh. Not and okay, Jonah I just want to say we have it. listeners who. Are not like intimately familiar with the Bible, so. Oh, good point. Yeah. Okay. When as you say "as we all know," that sounds very know. condescending. <laughs> as and it's alienating for those people. I apologize. Yeah. Um, Maybe people are listening other, to our podcast to get but people some did good not get Bible learning. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the right you got place. A big storm coming, honey. <laughs> Uh, amazing. Um, God spares Nineveh because they repent and turn away from their wicked ways. And Jonah is grumpy he's a about, bitch it. about it. Yep. Well, it turns out he's like super racist against Nineveh. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, this is why I didn't want to come and here because I knew that you were going to save them and I wanted them all to die. So Jonah's sitting away from the city in the sun and God makes this large vine grow behind him for shade and then he falls asleep and then god had a worm chew into the vine and kill it and then jonah was angry because god killed because the the vine was dead and he was hot and god basically says that he was more bothered because of the dead vine than like he was more concerned about the vine than the hundred and twenty thousand people in nineveh that god spared yeah. So uh, what we're learning from this is that um, prophets can be just as much of assholes <laughs> as anybody else. And then at the I end when the more so at the end when the lady was like, and, and we can see that Jonah has learned a lesson or something, or like be just like Jonah. And I was like, he didn't learn anything. What do yeah. you mean be just like Jonah? No. Yeah. He was bullied into doing um, the right thing and then he was mad about it. 
Like, I feel like, because they also talk in the Bible about how intention, because I don't remember, I don't even know what story, there's another parable right. where, like, literally, like, oh, I think it was, like, Jesus talking about, like, the sons or something. Like, one son had the intention of helping the dad, but didn't, and the son that helped the dad, like, had bad intention in his heart. It's like, I don't, do you know what story I'm talking about? Right. Yeah. Yes. I know there's I one, actually, yeah, there's an Adventures in Odyssey episode about that one. Really? Um, but it's just like, and that's so why I know that one. Yeah, but the intention, he didn't have proper intentions. So why is he being praised for what he did when he, like, right. literally complained even after he did it already? You know what I mean? Like, why is that? Why should we be like Jonah? I think what it, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. <laughs> So then um, they go back to the Bible. They come back to reality. Room. They come back to reality. Well, Thank you. There goes yeah. gravity. And <laughs> sorry. Knees weak. Mom's <laughs> So then Jack is like feeling guilty because he missed the church cleanup day. His parents told him to go and he didn't respect his parents. Or Lucy. And Lucy says, who was yeah, like, me too. Now I feel terrible, which she said at the beginning. Yeah. And also the whole time she was like, Jack, we need to go. We told our parents we were going to do this thing. And he was the one who was like, stop being a little bitch, Lucy. You know, like, I know. was just such a jerk the whole time. Like She wanted to obey and now you're going to blame her for not obeying. It's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Does she need to carry the so guilt then- for that one too? I guess she could have left him. The correct answer That's true, is abandon Jack and do your own thing. <laughs> yeah. Abandoned but again, men. It's like how old? How old are they? Like twelve? Like it's like women ca- shepherding and caring for men, mm-hmm. and like somehow being responsible Literally. for them from mm-hmm. such a young age. Um. So then, Wit tells them that the church cleanup day is postponed until next Saturday, and Lucy says, "So we get a second chance, just like <sighs> Jonah did." And Wit invites them. To go fishing with him for the afternoon. And Lucy says, no way. And Jack says, oh, come on, Lucy. You're such a spoil sport. And that's how it ends. Is him just being negative <sighs> towards her. Yeah, Like, it starts that way and it ends that way. And it's that way all the way through. Yeah. So, and Wit is, like, Chris super is shady. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Wit is super shady no, for, like, ahead. knowing about that it was postponed and just not telling them. Like... Just so you could have totally, this weird, like, yeah. um, parable Teachable for them. Yeah, lesson. like, for your own pleasure. Like, what? Well, I think yeah. he's, like, trying to teach them a lesson about obedience to your parents, right? Like, it's... But while you know, making them disobey their parents, like, though. But he, I think because he, he got the call before, so he knew that they were in the clear. Wow. I think this is, like... If I have learned anything from listening to these episodes so far, it's just like how many layers of devious is Mr. <laughs> Whitaker? So this is how I imagine it happened. He got the call from their parents, from the church, and he's like, oh, those two are supposed to be over there and they're disobeying their parents. I'm going to go see what they're up to. And they're in the Bible room and they're looking at the different exhibits and he's like, oh, I know Jonah is about obedience. So when they get to that one, he's like, let me tell you a story. And then... He makes them feel really bad about it. And then he's like, oh, by the way, that's canceled. Yeah, he saves the day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're, you're fine. You should feel bad. You should feel bad. Uh, and it's canceled. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. 
No, no totally. He's the worst. Yeah, he really is. Um, yeah, so that's basically the end of the episode. Um, Chris does kind of a final disclaimer. That's why God put so many stories in the Bible. Not only so we can enjoy them. Is this an enjoyable story? But so that we can learn how to obey him and do what's right. Does anyone, do you what? remember really enjoying Bible stories as a kid? You know, you know what my favorite Bible story was as a kid? Zacchaeus. Because he was a wee little man. <laughs> and a wee little man was he. He yeah. climbed up in a and sycamore tree to see what tree. he could see. <laughs> that was the only story that I liked. Because he was little. I felt like we were friends because I was little and he was little. Um, did you have a favorite Bible story, Linda? Um, that's a good question. I don't know if I have a favorite, but the one that I always thought about, I guess, was like the woman who like had her period that would never stop and like touched the hem of Jesus' garment or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a good one. There's just so many that are just, um, <laughs> yeah, there's so many. <laughs> yeah. It's just interesting to say that they're enjoyable. Yeah. Like the stories yeah. are enjoyable. Yeah, I do remember, true. cause it, you know, in, in Sunday school, you learn about like the same five stories over and over yeah. and over. It's always like Jonah and Daniel in the lion's den and, and Noah. And Noah's the Ark. Ark. Yeah. There's like the few that you learn. And I remember one time. Yeah. yeah. Um, One time we learned about, I think it was King Nebuchadnezzar again. I don't remember. The king who like turns into an animal. Oh. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Because he like goes crazy and then his hair grows long and his nails grow long and he he grows. He's lives like an animal for like five years or seven years. Oh my God. Yeah, because he disobeyed God, or he didn't. That one stuck with me, because I was like, that is some crazy shit. I have never heard of that before. It was definitely... Oh, yeah, it was Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. It was Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, really? It was Nebuchadnezzar, yeah. Well, fuck that guy, so... (laughs) I also thought it was very kind of sad or telling that Lucy and Jack are friends. Like... yeah. Already, Lucy has been socialized to believe that what she wants and her opinion is less important, you know? And that that's how your friends should treat you or men should treat you. Totally. And in this episode, it's just like, isn't isn't it crazy that they're friends? And it's like, no, you literally, they're in a system that literally creates this dynamic and it's totally norm- normalized it's the it's the same concept as like men who like tease women it's because they like them but it like also develops this like kind of mm-hmm. abusive like thing that men can get away with saying things that they mm-hmm. shouldn't boys being boys and to women it yeah right and then women are just like oh that just must mean that he likes me not that he's an mm-hmm. abusive asshole <laughs> Also shows little boys that they can treat their friends like that too. Yeah, the gender dynamics were just yeah. gross. 
Yeah. Lucy's scared the whole time. Jack's like, all right, let's see it. Um, do you want to do the discussion yeah. questions? <laughs> yeah, we do. Okay. What does it mean to cast lots for something? Is that was it gambling or is it like drawing sticks? Like is that what they were trying to say? Pretty much. Yeah. Except they had like little tablets. So like I'm picturing I was picturing like mahjong tiles <laughs> size kind of, you know, like a little like thing where they just like all you know hammered chiseled like a their name into it. it. Chiseled like their name in. I don't know. How long like, did they have to do they this? Didn't say paper or parchment. <laughs> like that was what I was picturing. Maybe it was just like little like Do you think that because it was a common practice, maybe they all like have one in their pocket all the time? Maybe. Well maybe. Like but I also, this is my just I don't extras. understand why they're asking this question because I feel like of the whole part of the story, this is like the least Christian part. Like because it seems oh, kind of like there's yeah. a follow up. Oh, okay. Well, because it's kind of yeah. like divination, no, right? I love, yeah. I love that you, I love that you said that. And so there's a part two to this question. Um, that is, what other story in the Bible uses this phrase? Jesus is. They cast lots for his clothes at his crucifixion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And that's the reason they're drawing oh, attention insane. to it in this story is because it, they can then like connect right. it oh my God. to Jesus. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Uh, what? The, um, like the context isn't even the same. <laughs> I know. And and then no follow up question after that. Like no. <laughs> Nothing, just like, yeah. People oh. used to cast lots. Okay, we get it. <laughs> um, question two. This one has three parts. So the first part, Jonah asked Jack if he always listened to his parents. Do you always listen to your parents? <laughs> no. I can tell you if I did, I wouldn't be living with my boyfriend yeah, right now. <laughs> I think... Um, I have mostly unintentionally pretty much listened to my parents. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just in terms of like, Stephen and I have talked about this before, where like, we're married, we have kids, you know, we're like in a, we're in a monogamous heterosexual relationship. We kind of, and like, we had yeah. kids within the context of marriage. Like, we've kind of marriage. done everything... Yeah right so we're kind of like this like really good example even though we don't necessarily think that there's like a morality associated with the way that we're living do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's just and actually like i wasn't sure if i wanted to get married i was like kind of back and forth about it like i knew i wanted to be with steven but i was like uh do we get married like should we just move in together? But I was also just in a very rough place kind of emotionally. And I didn't think I could handle the fallout from our family. So Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Let's just get married. Yeah. Because I want to be with you. It was kind of like whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's the same end result. Whatever you want to label 
label it Mm -hmm. like legally I guess it's kind of nice to be married um and then a couple years after that Stephen was like if you want we were because we were having a conversation I was like maybe we should have just moved in together because that would have kind of paved the way for some of this other stuff that happened in our family later um and like then you moving in with your boyfriend wouldn't have been such a big deal because I would have already you know done that right um I know I just like couldn't at the time emotionally and I'm kidding and so then Stephen was like well do you want a divorce I'm like I'll happily give you a divorce so we can live in sin (laughs) he's so sweet yeah and it was like totally sincere and it just reminded me why we're together yeah he's so sweet um your wedding was a blast though I just yeah, wanted you to it know. It was fun. I'm glad. Yeah. And the wedding night was amazing because we saved ourselves <laughs> for our marriage. <laughs> and that is only amazing because God right. will bless that. Yeah. Um, and your first time ever having sex is never, I just, never uncomfortable. Yeah. I could, or, uh, yeah. Um, actually, we, we had sex before we were married. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do everything See, there you go. no we didn't but like for <laughs> intents and purposes like as far as everything and like totally, played no, out totally yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's so funny <laughs> i love that i love that you're just like it kind of like accidentally followed my parents or listened to my parents yeah. and do i always it wasn't your intention no but i feel like in kind of like the no. big life things that mm. seem to be important to them Mm -hmm. that are not necessarily important to me like it kind of just accidentally that's fair um yeah do you always listen to god Mm, i guess not i don't know (laughs) what is god telling me (laughs) um that's very personal to you and also any man in ministry can tell you what God's telling you and you should listen to them. <laughs> That's true. As I learned in Bible oh college. Uh, oh, and then it's why or why not. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. And then last question. Why is it foolish to try to run from God? Because he can always find you. <laughs> He's always with you. Yeah, in an oppressive way. It's gonna get you, get you, get you, get you one way <laughs> or another. Yeah. Um, Candice, I don't believe you told us your favorite Bible story, or did you? And I just missed it. Oh, I just said like the one about the guy turning into a beast. Oh, that's right. You did mention that. Yeah. I mean that because yeah, that right. that was just a strange one that hadn't come up before. And I was right. Like, Ooh, this is cool. Yeah. I always kind of liked the the weird ones. I mean, I guess Daniel in the lion's den is weird, but like once you've heard it so many times, it just becomes super normalized. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was always like mainstream. Also kind of interested in Revelation and like those. Yeah. We watched all those 70s Left Behind End Times movies when I was in middle school and I just like loved them. But I talked to people later on that were like, those movies fucked me up. Like they They did me fuck so me up. Yeah. For some reason they didn't scare me. Really? Yeah. They, did you see those ones? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was the 70s Linda? ones. I watched the Kirkpatrick Kirk 
Cameron ones? Are those ones you're talking oh, about? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, those yeah. Ones are, yeah. Those are different ones, but yeah. Oh, are they? Okay. They re- they- but those ones also are like... They're, they're also Nikolai intense ones. Carpathia. Yeah. What? Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. That's like oh. a bad thing. <laughs> uh, I, just, I do remember... Okay, so I would feel bad because I was like, okay... Like sometimes I'd be like stressed because like if I because I used to live in my parents' basement so like sometimes they would all leave the house and I wouldn't know because I'd be in the basement and then I'd come upstairs and nobody is there and I'm like oh my god I missed the rapture and then I would get a text and I'm That's like oh, I'm just kidding because it's like if they're texting me then I'm sure they would have made the rapture so that means the rapture didn't happen because they're still here um, <laughs> anyways but I do remember like from the movies there was like after the rapture happened like there were the people that were left behind that were like trying to become Christians after and my always thought was like okay like if I don't make the rapture it's fine because I can just like become a Christian after the rapture and then like make it for the second Aww. rapture or <laughs> which is like <laughs> so stupid <laughs> I mean, that's kind of sweet. No, it's not stupid at all. That makes total sense. Like, what else are you supposed to do? You're like, oh, well, I screwed the pooch on that one. I yeah. guess I'll just try again. Yeah. Like, at least I get another chance. Yeah. Um, I think I always just felt very confident that I was going to be taken. Like, I really? always felt very secure in the fact that God loved me. Did you, Candace? did you ever have a moment where you thought the rapture had happened and you'd been left behind never. growing up? Like, was there ever a moment that you're like, Damn, I wish I had Never. Because no. I was always like, I'm going. I don't know. I Whoa. don't know why. But like I very totally, deeply, very yeah. deeply. I was like, of course I'm going. I never like, once believed that I was. That's why I would always like ask or become a Christian again every Sunday because I was like, well, last right. week was a great, yeah, so this totally. week we'll start again. This week yeah. didn't stick. I think I somehow missed a lot of the fear stuff. Like, mm. it, I think it was there. I just somehow missed it. Like, mm. I never was really afraid of hell or going to hell because I, I just thought I was in, you know? <laughs> Wow, I think amazing. it's that like that's faith amazing. of a child. I just had that for a really long time. Totally. I am jealous because I have a like lot of when I was really yeah, I love that. <laughs> when I was little. Um, my favorite movie was the Jesus movie because I just thought Jesus was like so amazing, and I would like watch Aww. the Jesus movie, and I just thought it was like so cool. I just <laughs> loved Jesus. Aww. Yeah, that's actually that's really cute. adorable. <laughs> I love that. I love that for you. <laughs> and I felt like it was reciprocal, you know? Yeah. Which is probably why yeah. I loved him so Jesus much. Because I was That's... like, he just loves me so much. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I ever doubted that Jesus I mean, loved me. But I definitely doubted that I was doing enough to be seen as. Because, yeah, it was just like, I just felt guilty all the time, no matter what I did. You know, so I just never felt that. I, but I was also probably because my dad also, like, I never felt I was good enough for my dad. And it's like the thing where, like, God is your heavenly father, but I, I can't even, like, appease my earthly father. So it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's a and lot. Then I have dreams. Like, I remember this one dream that I, I have, like, not rapture dreams, but like revelation esque dreams, like where the sun goes red and, like, shit like that happens. I have them, like, every once in a while but I remember this one dream where like it was this like big cruise ship that was full of people and like it wasn't explicitly said by anyone that that was like the ship to heaven but like 
it was. And I remember I was trying so hard to get on this ship. And I remember like, I like, it was like leaving and I like, like jumped off the dock and like reached to grab on. And like, I barely was holding on, but then I fell down and then I woke up and then I was like, wow, I'm like, (laughs) therapy time with Linda. (laughs) Yeah. So I have a lot of, I have a lot of like, that's why I was like, I'm jealous of you that you never, I questioned it from yeah I always questioned it and still I don't like thinking about it to this day just because I'm like I want to live my life and be happy but it's at the same time like what if it is Mm -hmm. real and what if I am going to hell you know because like at my church they were all about like how bad hell is and they would have like show us videos of people who said they died and saw heaven and saw hell and how bad hell was blah 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 and this one guy was saying how there was like eight feet tall spiders that would traumatize people and whatever oh my god and i have the biggest fear of spiders and after i heard that i was like okay well now like i really <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so speaking of recurring dreams I have a recurring spider dream of really? like a giant spider. Oh god. Yeah. I, like I was on I went to this retreat with a friend of mine and we were sharing a room and I had my like the spider dream and I was like fighting the spider off in my dream. Oh. And she turned the light on and I woke up and I was like crouched on the end of my <gasps> bed just with my arms like flailing oh, in the no. air. And she was just like, she just, her eyes were so wide. <laughs> she was like, are you so okay? Fine. And I was so embarrassed. Oh, I, was, no. I was like, I'm fine. Good night. <laughs> um, yeah, those things are scary. That's mm. amazing. I can say, though, with 100% certainty, um, because I... I have that level of confidence it, in my relationship with Jesus as it was as a child that there's no way that you're not getting into heaven if it's real. Yeah. <laughs> you're there. Sometimes I always yeah. think about that too and I'm like, okay, but if my dad thinks he's going to heaven, then I'm going to go to heaven. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? like, <laughs> or just like Eddie, Be- like, yeah. or all the Christians that are prosecuting or like gay hating or racist or xenophobic and stuff like if they think they're going to heaven then i have to so it's like a weird like it depends ever, on my mood what i feel like <laughs> have you ever had the thought that like they think they're going to heaven but what they think of is heaven is actually hell so they're yeah. like actually going to be going to hell and think they're in heaven and then all the rest of us can like actually have a good time <laughs> in hell which is actually heaven it's like the good place honestly yeah totally as a kid the descriptions of heaven i was like i do not want to go there it's like you'll just be worshiping god for eternity and i was like this is gonna be like the worst part of my week forever and it was just i didn't understand because like they, they said that you would get a house or whatever, but depending on how good you were, it would be how big your house is. And it's like, well, if I barely stayed by and I have just a tiny little shack, like, is that even worth it? And then you're in heaven. What Are you allowed to do anything besides worship God? Like, are you just, can you enjoy the house that you're living in? Can you see? Because like, my mom died and like the only like solace that I would have to go to heaven is that I could be with my mom again. But if like, when we're in heaven, like, 
do we even remember? Because like they would always talk about like how we're just gonna be like angels and worshiping, but like what about my family that's died? I want to mm-hmm. go be with them. I don't want to just yeah. Mm-hmm. I never I never understood totally. the appeal. I had this. <laughs> No, I always thought the descriptions of heaven sounded so awful. Yeah. And I remember when I was in grade two, we had a speaker come to our school. I went to a Christian public school. It was on a Bible college campus, but it was a public school, uh, but they taught Christian ethics. Mm. And we had like um, chapel kind of, kind of, not really. Mm. Um, So anyway, they had someone come and she talked about heaven and stuff and i remember just thinking like i put up my hand to ask a question but i was super shy when i was little um and i put up my hand to ask a question and then i never got called on and then it was like over and she was like oh did you have a question i was like oh no it's okay you know because i was too shy to ask it but my question was like how can heaven be good if the people you love aren't there. Like, how can it be, you know? Yeah. Totally. And I thought it was just like such a dumb question. Like, oh, that's just a dumb question. <laughs> no, that's so, also valid. Yeah. Cause like, not, that's, yeah, um, when I started dating and like I would date people who weren't Christian and like, you know, like besides like the unequally yoke thing, but like just like the fact that like if this is real and we die and they go to hell, like, I wouldn't want to be without them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Or even my friends, like my bet, like I had a best friend who was Muslim and my, a lot of times I would be like concerned, be like, I don't like, I don't want to convert you, but I feel like I have to now because I don't want to like die and then never see you again or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this is where like, there's all this manipulation from fear mm-hmm. that they, they tell people it's like love, right? Mm-hmm. Because you love someone and you don't want them to go to hell, but you know, like teaching this concept, like if someone is not exactly the way that we say that they are going to be, they go to hell. Like that is such an evil thing to teach, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's um there's an Adventures in Odyssey episode about hell. Mm. Yes, that I'm interested. Have you heard it? It might be a fun one. Who me? No. I've have you heard it, Karis? Yeah, I've okay. listened to it. This yeah. is it's when Wit makes um a program for the Imagination Station that shows what life after death, like what death is like, basically. Mm. Yeah. So, and he goes in and experiences heaven with his wife, and then Eugene, a character we haven't met yet, goes in and experiences hell, and it's horrifying yeah. for him all along. Yeah, wow. yeah, and that's how he becomes a Christian. Well, <laughs> we scare him yeah. into Christianity, you know. just like Jesus would have wanted. Yeah, turn or burn. Yeah, totally. <laughs> just like Jesus would have. At that point, him. is it really free will? You know. Are you really becoming Christian or free will at that point? Exactly. If... Literally. Are you at all if you're getting if you're becoming a Christian to avoid like extreme no, that's the... eternal punishment? Exactly. Because you don't have yeah. the because it okay, not bring the good place back again. But I remember the episode where they go meet the guy who literally his whole life he did everything right because he wanted to like have good karma or like be in the right place or whatever. And he because his intentions 
I don't even know if I'm getting the synopsis right, but I'm pretty sure like he wasn't going to make it to the good place because like his intentions weren't right. Like if you No, if- I'm pretty sure it's because he like didn't buy organic produce. Like because all was of his it? actions, that, even though was? he was doing good things, oh, yeah. all <laughs> of the because of because of the interconnectedness of mm. like the world. Oh and yeah, everything, yeah. Like, because you can never be fully you know? right because buying yeah buying an apple from this farmer who yeah okay i totally remember that anyways but like in general like the, the who, concept like, treats his immigrant workers badly yeah <laughs> yeah but in, yeah. in the con like the the concept of the good place is like there was they had there i'm pretty sure there was like a scenario where like if they knew that they had to be good in order to get there like it didn't help them get there like it counted against them you know what i mean so like why is it that yes, the right? whole point yeah, of Christianity yeah. is you're becoming a Christian and not sinning from fear of what will happen? Why should that count as like being cuz you sure you love Jesus but if you're not sinning because you're scared of Jesus not because you don't want to sin those are two different things. Yeah, you're scared of his wrath. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Not cuz you want to be a good person but because you're scared of what being a bad person will and will result in. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I feel Fear like in the church, the, you, you can't have it both ways. It can't be mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm a Christian because I love Jesus, not because I'm afraid. Because they're like, oh, you have to love Jesus and you have to believe that everyone that doesn't believe exactly like you is going to burn mm-hmm. for eternity in hell. But you Jesus know? was like, about yeah. love. So I can't love everybody if I'm supposed to hate mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's so many loopholes. Yeah. <laughs> Not loopholes, like is that I know. With so many Yeah. Problematic <laughs> things, yeah. Yeah, if you think about any part yeah. of Christianity too long, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, the problem is if you are someone like in the church in a, in leadership and you think about it too long then you just come up with insane explanations yeah. for everything mm-hmm. to justify it mm-hmm. it's like having a conversation yeah, I with know. my dad <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah yeah it's so interesting isn't it yeah people's rationalizations behind things yeah. Even with like, but I think this episode. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just say like, even with like, like cops killing people these days, like how people rationalize the reasons behind. It, I was like that. No, <laughs> yep. there's no way that you should be able to rationalize it because it doesn't make sense inherently, and the fact that you're just willing to blindly yeah. believe or blindly follow or support and, and defend, defend like that is yeah. that is a, a show of your character. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, agreed. It is. It's insane. And I know. Or, we're I, I think early, a lot of it. It's also... probably going to relate later on too, because I don't think it's going to stop. But. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's just so. People will defend things that benefit them mm-hmm. at the exclusion of others you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like that's when I see people like defending the cops or whatever I'm like I I remember I watched this video um I think it was on YouTube and it was like this black man and him and his family had just moved into this neighborhood and he was like 
this is like white people are crazy because there was like a parade. There was like a police parade through the streets. And he was like, what the fuck is this? Like, he's like, everyone's here. Nobody's scared. Like people are out there cheering them on. Like this, it was just like, and it's because they're like white people feel safe because the police are there to enforce white supremacy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. power, you know? Yeah. So then you have these people, these white people that are like, well, the police treat me fine. So there's no problem, which mm-hmm. is like, yeah, some bullshit right there, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And even yeah, just looking at the difference between, well, because they're not even the same character, like innocent black men being killed versus mass murderers or like shooters just being escorted gently and nicely. Like, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's like so fucked up and it's so obvious it's like you have to yeah. be wearing blinders. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You know, like I feel you like have the, to just you, like you have to be choosing to be ignorant at this point because it doesn't make sense why mm-hmm. you wouldn't see how wrong yep. this is. And that's why it's like when people are like talking about how like trans kids can't, you know, have health care or like it's now going to be child abuse for trans parents. I mean, parents of trans kids to allow them to like, you know, do gender conforming procedures and stuff like that it's like what does that have like why why do you feel so strongly about something that you know nothing about that doesn't concern you and you Mm -hmm. feel like it's okay to be like what what about those people do you feel like it gives you the right to oppress them like that like I don't understand where that comes from that you feel like it's okay because they're this type of people like it's okay that these men were murdered because Mm -hmm. they were this type of people it's okay that these kind of these kids don't get health care because they're this kind of people it's okay that gay people because they're gay you know what I mean like what why yeah what kind of like superiority do you feel to everyone around you exactly yeah yeah yeah, that you can like make moral judgment calls on. Like, who are you? I mean, I feel like we were raised in that environment. No, we were for sure. Because I remember it took me a while. Like, the first time I met a gay kid, I was like, this guy is so cool. But in like, it was like battling in my mind. I was like, but I'm not supposed to think this person, I'm not supposed to like this person. But I was like, but why? Like, they're so fun. And like, and then I was like, oh, like maybe this is actually really fucked that we're just hating people just because, because the person, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're still a person. Like, it doesn't yeah. change yeah. their humanity. But, exactly. But we're kind of taught that it makes someone subhuman, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. and not with totally. words, but like, with, like, the attitude. Mm-hmm. It's like the attitude Love is, the like... Love the sin or hate yeah. the sin. Yes, exactly. Love the sin or hate the sin. But then they're not separating the yeah. sin from the sinner. And then they just end up hating the person no, exactly. instead. Well, I mean, can you separate someone from their sexuality? No, but like that's in th- that's if you think it's like it's impossible. Yeah. 
because in the Bible, right? like they, when they talk about homophobia, like there's other translations where it says it's actually pedophilia that they're talking about, not homophobia. So that's like a whole other thing too, or not being homosexual. Yeah, well, because homophobe homosexual wasn't in the bible until like the early yeah. 20s or something mm-hmm. like 1900 yeah so but i mean they also use the bible to justify like beating their yeah. slaves like pastors would preach from the pulpit like the importance of beating mm-hmm. your slaves and your children and stuff like mm-hmm. and your children and like like all sorts of like they just changed their mind i mean also like abortion like christians were like pro-abortion until well they were pretty much neutral on it yeah like some were very pro and they were pretty neutral on it until it just became kind of a rallying cry when they got mad about desegregation of schools mm-hmm. and there's nowhere yep. in the bible that talks about it like i remember i think i sent um you candace a tiktok of this um gay priest who was talking about how there isn't actually abortion in the bible at all Um, And that there was one story in the Bible where a woman um, who was pregnant, like some man like hit her or something. And, um, and at that time in the Bible, caused her to miscarry. Yeah, caused her to miscarry. And at that time in the Bible, it was like a life for a life, but she miscarried. She didn't die. The baby died, but um, the the man only had to pay with money. He didn't pay with his life because the baby wasn't considered alive. Oh, and that's in wow. the Bible. Oh yeah, so. that's interesting because that's like the one. I mean, that's I feel like that's the one that gets used mm-hmm. to 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 justify the anti-abortion. Like, like to, yeah, but it's like that's if you look at the context. The guy should have been killed himself if the baby was considered alive, but people don't look at the context. They just look at the words That's and then so they just go with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever context suits them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cares. Yeah. I always, I always just thought of, I don't know why, but you know, Moses and like the Pharaoh kills all the little baby boys that are mm-hmm. like two and under. That's like the only thing that I could think of that was like any, in any way related to it. But that's the only time in the Bible that children are killed on mm-hmm. mass, mm-hmm. right? No. Other than like, you know, when God, when kills... God smites entire communities yeah. of people that are not his people. Well, and then when people don't put the lamb's blood over their door for Passover and then all the firstborn oh, right. are killed. That's right. Are by the angel of death. That's right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of killing of babies in the Bible. I think the only like in utero yeah. one was that one story. Yeah, yeah, I think totally. right. Yeah, I, I I should find the verse for that. Um, let me see if I can. But yeah, that's like a totally different interpretation of mm-hmm. something than is usually taught. You know. Any last thoughts on the episode? I don't think so. I think we kind of covered we covered most of the stuff. Yeah. God is always watching. Yep. <laughs> Um, Remember that boys will be boys. Next time you decide to go masturbate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the verse that I was talking about was Exodus 22 to 25. The one about the woman mm-hmm. who is hit and then miscarries. Yeah. So 
Yeah, now suppose two men are fighting, and in the process, they accidentally strike a pregnant woman, so she gives birth prematurely. If no further injury results, the man who struck the woman must pay the amount of compensation the woman's husband demands and the judges approve. But if there's further injury, the punishment must match injury. A life for a life, an eye for an eye, blah, blah, blah. And then that's where the... So that's where an eye for an eye came from. But people just ignore the fact that the baby died, and he paid her money, Mm -hmm. not a life. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, totally. So it's, it's right there. Oh, man. Yeah. In Exodus is very clear, like actually, when you read it. All of, their, all of their rules from, but they don't actually follow the rules to the, the well, way the Well, I've known a Christian or two in my life that wore mixed fibers. Yeah. <laughs> all, of, all of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at yours. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> Anyways. Um, this was super fun. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on, and we hope you'll come back again I another would time. Love to. Yeah, yay! Yeah, this was fun. I'm sorry if I told a lot of stories, but yeah. No, <laughs> that is, love we that. love that. That's really yeah. The more stories, the better. the The adventures in Odyssey stuff, like that's kind of I I think it's helpful because it it helps to look at some of the stuff that you were taught and and see how deeply ingrained some of these ways of thinking mm. are but mm-hmm. what our podcast really uh, is about is hearing people's stories and like how these kind of ideas played out in people's lives That's and if true. you like that kind of thing you should sign up for our patreon it's yes. only five dollars a month i did and it. we have too. one Our first episode is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> Um, Stephen and I do uh, the focus on the family marriage quiz. Well, we do half of it. We... <laughs> it, was, it was long. Yeah. Oh my goodness, we do half of it on yeah. the episode, and then we just fill you in on the results because it took forever. <laughs> um, is there anything you want to plug, Linda? Um, you can follow my Instagram, Torin underscore Sun. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just like post fashion and DIYs and just like a blog, just sharing what I like. Yeah, with we'll people put who might like it. Um, too. I love it. How do you spell um, that? T A U R E A N underscore S U N because I'm a Taurus sun. Like, we'll post my that sun in the Taurus, so that's what I can think. Yeah. Nice. We'll add it to the description of the episode. Cool. Yeah, we'll too. put it in the show notes. Great. Um, <laughs> do you want to share our thanks stuff? Thanks so much for being here. Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, thanks so much, Linda, for being such a great guest. Uh, we loved all of your stories. Oh, what I was going to say was Adventures in Odyssey is really just the mm. vehicle that gets us to yeah. the stories of people. Um, if you want to listen to more of our stuff or see what else we're up to, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ideology podcast and yeah, find us on Patreon five bucks a month and you get some really fun behind the scenes chats and stuff. So that's where we, we don't talk about adventures in Odyssey. We just go straight to the interesting stories. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Skip the vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. So until next time. Keep fit and have fun. (laughs) (laughs) 
Kyle Johnson and Joanne McLeod. You know they're still doing stuff. I know. They're amazing. Oh my god. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I'm stopping. Um, okay. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>